Ever squeezed the end of the toothpaste tube and realized it was empty? Then, after finding out that you didn't have another tube in the cabinet, you squeezed a bit harder and you were able to eke out enough to cover your whole toothbrush? Finding ways to reduce your expenses is often the same way. A change in perspective can open your eyes. Here are 17 plus ways to reduce your expenses that you may not be thinking about. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. Hey, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to to look good. My my decision was, I'm not a victim. I'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem. Normally, we don't drink on queer money, but because we're talking about a subject that David is rather vanilla on... Grab a glass of wine, because you're listening to Queer Money with the Debt Free Guys. This is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective. Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money with your token queers, David Otten and John Schneider. Do you remember like in the late 90s, early 2000s when like you were like the only gay guy in a gaggle of other people? And I, my friends used to always introduce me as, this is our gay friend. I, <laughs> you can't do that. I wasn't me. out then, so I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is my gay friend. Don't you have a gay friend? Oh, you must not be as good as me if you don't have a gay friend. <laughs> it, was, it was a true token at that time. Yeah. So today we're uh, going to talk about how to reduce your expenses when you can't reduce your expenses. Um, we're kind of going back to uh, one of the earlier days of Debt Free Guys, and we were more focused on cutting back our expenses and not so much about growing a bigger and better life. And um, the reason this came up is for twofold. We recently had a discussion with somebody on our Facebook feed about how they uh, they were struggling, they couldn't reduce their expenses, their credit repair they were claiming is irreparable, they have no other solution um, to fix their financial situation. But... Lo and behold, David went on to the person's Facebook feed, their their, personal, their feed. own personal feed, and they were recently traveling for a vacation. Right. They had flown to a city <laughs> and then were renting a car and traveling from one state to another. So we know some expenses were incurred and it wasn't listed as a business trip. Actually, <laughs> they actually per, the person came up with a title for their, their trip, something oh, really? tour, yes, yeah. which I think is important for us to recognize that oftentimes the situations that we're in are part of a mindset. Mm-hmm. And we develop this mindset based on what we see as our visual or mental reality. And what we see as our reality is oftentimes very different than what other people see as our reality, or maybe even what reality is. <laughs> well, reality does bite. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> cliche yeah, the cliche here today. <laughs> uh, the other reason that we, we wanted to talk about this was we recently watched the documentary Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. It's available for free on Netflix, and it's uh, it primarily focuses on the two guys who created the, the website, The Minimalist. Though it does talk about people who live in um, small homes and um, people who are right-sizing. It has a couple other other characters that they, they, they interweave throughout the documentary. But it was very interesting because it talked about primarily how since the, they claimed the mid-90s, I think it started, started earlier in the uh, early to mid-80s, when we became immersed in a, a perpetual marketing consumer culture. And we're constantly being bombarded with new things we need to buy and have. And even even they use the example of your cell phone. Your your cell phone might be working perfectly, but just because Apple or whomever comes out with a new newer cell phone, all of a sudden you inherently look at your older cell phone as no longer good enough. Um, despite the fact that it may, for all intents and purposes, serve all of your needs. Um, you somehow think that you need that that new phone with the bigger RAM and the higher gigabytes. And <laughs> shit. <laughs> not that a bigger RAM is not good, but, <laughs> but the idea is that just because they come out with a new product, all of a sudden you you look at yours, even though you might not consciously think of it, you look at yours as slightly less than. Right. Exactly. It, it is interesting today. One of the biggest sellers on uh, new cell phones is the pixels that are. 
the camera number of pixels per square inch for the camera and what we i personally find very funny about this is that people say that they need the more pixels so they can take better pictures the amount of pixels that are being used today are more than what professional cameras for people who made who took professional photos were 10 years ago yeah. So the cameras that we have in our phone are taking better pictures than what professionals were using 10 years ago, but we still feel the need to get a better camera because we want to take a better picture. Right. And yeah, we're really not only provides so much benefit unless you're going to actually print it out. The quality can only get so good, right? Because if you're looking at it on a, on a computer or another phone that doesn't have that kind of pixel, that, 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 that same number of pixels or more then your computer, your Picture is not going to look that much better anyway. Right. It's kind of they're they're making you chase something that you don't actually really need. But anyway, we Re- digress. Video digress. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back on topic. Right. Um. You know. So one of the one of the things we, we want to talk about is just come up with some creative ways that people could reduce expenses. You know, I think lots of times people think, you know, I can I can cut back here and I can cut back there. Um, you know, some of the easy things. I should probably stop using my credit card. Um, I should probably not have such an expensive car. But there, we wanted to come up with some more creative, not as often thought of ways to reduce your expenses because you're probably smart enough to figure out the high-level stuff to cut down and cut out. Um, we wanted to see if we can come up with some more creative ways to help you maybe finesse uh, your your budgeting a little bit, help you cre- achieve your financial goals much more much more sooner, much more quickly. Right. Um, you know, we talk a lot uh, about you know mindset and part of this might be especially this is the headspace that David and I were in when, when we were paying off our debt it, for us it was it was it was debt free or bust we did whatever we had to do as aggressively as aggressively as we had to do it so that we could pay off our debt and so we kind of owned the mantra that comfort is the enemy of progress you know we knew that we were going to have to be a little bit uncomfortable to achieve our goals um, and in, in hindsight, we realized that you know, if it wasn't for that discomfort that we put ourselves into, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have achieved our progress. And I think that's maybe what the person that we were communicating with on Facebook was thinking, well, I, I, I've, I've cut back as much as I think I can cut back, but I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to not travel. I don't want to give up this and that and the other thing when I, he probably actually could, and that would help him achieve his goals or at least overcome whatever barriers he's trying to overcome right and i think oftentimes with comfort comes this uh periphery of this is this is the boundary of how far i can go because that's the boundary of how much i think mentally um well we always go out on friday nights for happy hour we always do this or we always buy that these kind of conditioning things that are going on in our head that we don't necessarily think about because it's just a habit. The habits that we have, those small decisions that we make on a daily basis, those add up to the path of, uh, that we're taking in our lives. So if the path that you've been taking in your, in, in your life, the habits and the deci- small decisions that you're making on a daily basis have led you to a point where your expenses are more than your income and you're constantly going further and further and further into the hole, then you have to figure out how to back out. You know, it's time to pull out because you need to change that mental, those mental habits and point yourself in a different direction. That is a brave analogy to use in a podcast with gay men. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think that, um, that, that it's a, it's a very, uh, useful analogy for everyone because everyone (laughs) knows that there is certain risk with, not pulling out. Not pulling out. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if the consequences of not pulling that out are dire. Uh, right. And for someone who's going deeper and deeper into debt, the emotional, the physical, and the, uh, the relationship consequences of what can happen the further you go into debt. I mean, we think back to the movie that we watched, Maxed Out or a woman committed suicide because she had been hiding from her family that she, the family is getting deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And she realized, at least at some point, she realized or said to herself, there is no point of return. There's, she has reached the point of no return. She can't go back. And the only thing she can do is to end her life. Now, we know that's a very drastic point, but the emotional aspects that we suffered when we were in a lot of debt, um, 
you know, we just want to warn people that, that, that that's the reason why you need to pull out of yeah. this path. Well, and I, I think it's also not just about paying off debt. It, it's about achieving, you know, what are the things that are important to you? What is it you ultimately want to achieve in life? And if you're, and I think part of the, the, the point of the documentary minimalism, what is this perpetual consumption detracting you from or keeping you from achieving? I mean, so they, they interviewed some people who experienced some pretty extreme circumstances because they were working so hard so that they could continue to climb the corporate ladder so they could earn more money and meet that definite, elusive yet definition of success. People were getting sick. People had high stress levels. People were gaining weight. Um, and they weren't having, ultimately, they weren't having good quality of life. So they might have achieved this definition of a success, hey, I'm the CEO of this Fortune 500 company, but they're miserable, unhappy people, and they're very unhealthy, and their quality of life is, is, is down. So it's, it's, it's not just about taking away, um, paying off debt, but it's also about trying to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And if you are spending consciously, if you're living consciously, then you will decide what is truly important to you and what is not important to you and thereby having a better quality of life and you might actually be a much happier person because you are spending and living consciously you might be a much happier person earning seventy thousand dollars a year than you would earning one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year right yeah, yeah so, so um we're uh, people are gonna like come on guys get to it get let's, to the let's talk, give me the meat right let's talk about the things that we really came here to talk about That's show me the beef the, right the uh the actual some ideas on expenses that you can cut. Um, and we ask that you be open to all of the possibilities when we're discussing some of these. Again, think about the mental barriers that you may have to making some of these changes and ask yourself, are they that really that, that drastic? Would it be that bad for you to make these changes? Yeah. All right, so let's dive into these. <laughs> all right, the first one we have listed is, oh, scary. <laughs> Change your <laughs> cell phone plan. Well, it's, it's cell phones in general. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about the the movie The Minimalist, and one of the things that they said in the show is that the average person touches their cell phone 150 times a day. Yikes. And you just think about the mental energy that is expended. Now, is that like uh, every swipe left one, swipe left one, swipe left one? <laughs> yeah, that's not, is that, no. <laughs> no, it's different. It's, uh, it, on 150 different occasions that you pick up and look at your phone. Wow. And uh, it's, it's just uh, a little crazy. Yeah. Well, and uh, we can't judge here because we we both are very active users of our cell phones, especially with our business. Um, but in general, you know, you just think, can we put it down a little bit? That being said, the real focus here is how do we reduce the costs of our of our cell phones? Because a lot of times we're seeing these costs a hundred. Yeah, two dollars well, for a family. Most of us gravitate towards the big phone carriers, Verizon, AT and T, whoever. Um, mostly because we're familiar with those. A lot of these companies were around, have been around for years. So we either grew up in households where those were the traditional carriers that we, that our families used. Um, but there are a ton of alternatives out there today. Um, you know, there's Wireless Republic. Um, there's Cricket. Some of them, you know, are better than others. Um, but if you are in a situation where your goal is to save money or to pay off debt, your goal isn't necessarily to have the fanciest cell phone plan. Maybe that's those alternatives are something to consider. Um, the other is something that you you like to suggest once in a while. Um, yeah. So the the idea of maybe look at how you can combine your plan with someone else. So if you and your partner have been living together or are uh, somewhat permanent, <laughs> uh, and you have separate cell phone plans, consider combining them. The, the uh, uh, amount of money you can save in cases like that may be $50, $60, $70 a month to, by just saying, okay, we're going to commit. We're going to make, I'm not giving you a ring, but I, I'm going to get on your cell phone plan. That's a very romantic question. <laughs> yes, hey, it baby, is a very... you want to share my cell phone plan? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or if you're, you're a younger person and you've been out on your own for a while, so think about maybe going on your parents' plan, uh, asking your parents, tell your parents that you're trying to cut some costs. I mean, what would they think? You go to your mom and dad and you say, mom, dad, I'm trying to be a responsible adult. Mm. I'm trying to reduce my expenses so that I can pay off my debt. I'm sure that they would love to hear that. And then you come in with the ask, and the ask is, "Can I get back on your cell phone plan for forty dollars a month, or whatever it costs?" You know, make sure you tell them that. You know that you want to cover your own costs. You're a responsible adult. You want to cover that, but it allow does allow you to uh, to 
to reduce some expenses. Now, one thing I will say is that most of us look at these commercials from Verizon or Sprint or something, and we see these maps of the United States and the areas that they cover, and we say, oh, I, wanna, I want the plan that covers the most area. The reality is, is that 99% of our time is spent in areas where, our, where the vast majority of the smaller providers, the ones like John had mentioned, whether it's Metro PCS or Cricket or some of those other Republic Wireless, Republic Wireless, some of those providers, they have, they are residing on the big, same, the same networks that uh, that these other providers have. They just have a little bit of a restricted area, and that's what helps them to cut their costs. So, if you don't plan to be in Death Valley this year, <laughs> or you're not going to be you're not going to Burning Man, uh, right? If you're, you're not going to right in the be in the middle of the desert or in the middle of the mountains, it may be a good idea for you to think think about how you can change your cell phone plan. Exactly, and then another one of your favorite. This is one that gets recommended um, ad nauseum, and it seems like it's starting to uh, pick up. I, I did notice the other day in Market Watch. I think they said that um, uh, uh, subscribers to uh, basic cable or to uh, cable channels has dropped precipitously. Right. But this is another one of your favorite ones. Right. It, and it's not necessarily um, cutting the cord, but how can you reduce the, the cost of your package? Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, sometimes all it is is calling your provider and saying, hey, I need to cut some costs. What uh, what offers do you have right now? I do this on a regular basis with our internet. I, I call our internet provider and say, what's, what's the new deal going on right now? And more often than not, they will be happy to help you switch. Uh, so... I would suggest calling your cable provider if you cannot cut the cord, at least calling them and ask how can you save an extra $20 to $50 a month. One of the things I will say on here, and this is uh, aimed at those of us us guys who love to watch sports, um, think about what's more important in your life. <laughs> Making sure that you catch all of the football that's available or basketball or whatever the sport is, or making sure that you're on track financially and have a, a better future. And it, it comes down to what box can I get myself out of and into so that my my fan, financial future is a little bit more certain. Right. Remember, if, if you're not on the court, then <laughs> your your uh, reward from that sport is limited. Right. <laughs> um, and David made an amazing video um, that you can get at DebtFreeGuys.com or you can get on our YouTube channel, DebtFreeGuys.com, about how we turned $100 um, investment into $3,000. So check that video out. We'll link it to it, the show notes. Uh, the other one is, uh, I think it's a, it's one that a lot of us forget. It's, 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 it reminds me a lot of people who just like you and your email inbox and how you can't control your inbox, but that, that's because you subscribe to everything. And then all of a sudden your, your information gets sold to more and more companies. And all of a sudden you get, you have a thousand emails a day that you can't keep up with. Right. I think the same thing happens to a lot of people who subscribe to different uh, membership services, um, whatever, whether it's a, a gym membership or they, they subscribe to different features and benefits that they online Amazon I didn't even know I subscribed to Amazon Prime <laughs> for two years I was like I don't know how I got all these fancy services they must just like me so much but it turns out somehow or another I subscribed to Amazon Prime and we were like shit we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with that right. and I think that happens it, it becomes so easy today to subscribe to things without even knowing it um, what are you subscribing to what did you subscribe to in the past that you've forgotten about or you're no longer getting the value of or for some reasons you stopped receiving the services but you're still paying for it um, look at those look for those little expenses and that may be kind of hard to do on your own but there is a great app out there called uh, Truebill T as in Tom R-U-B-I-L-L dot com uh, they have an app that actually um, helps you find those little subscriptions that you may have forgotten about Right. And that, that seems to be the pattern uh, or the wave of the future is membership sites and, uh, and monthly payments. Uh, instead of asking for $250, they're saying, oh, well, just give us $19.99 a month. And oftentimes we fall into that trap of it being, oh, well, that's not, that's not a whole lot of money. But then it you know annualize that, and it is does end up being a lot of money, especially for, if it's a service you're not using. Well, and it's it's not for most of us. It's not just one. It's we've subscribed to a number of them, and all of those are adding adding to our debt. And then when you ask the question of where did all my money go, 
that may be why you don't know where it goes because it's all those little services. So you, you have to really look at every line item on your credit card bills, every line item of your account statements online, um, but or you can subscribe to some of those services like Truebill. Um, the next one, which I think is popular with uh, the younger folk, the millennials. <laughs> uh, in fact, we just talked uh, at the University of Akron to some students who are, um, well, some of them actually were just starting. So it's all, all different ages um, it's in school. Um, but one of the concerns, um, the resounding concerns was that came out of that was the student loans. Um, but there are some great services to help you uh, reduce what your interest rates are for student or uh, personal loans. Um, and two of our favorites are Payoff and SoFi. You can check those out to uh, figure out ways to reduce some of your interest payments. Um, or you know, there may be other services that we're not familiar with that might be more conducive to your financial situation. So look for ways to reduce um, your interest rate payments. So long as you're not extending the, the length of your term, um, that will save you money in the long run. So as John just said, uh, low, lowering your personal and student loan interest rates uh, we will link to all of these suggestions that we have in this podcast on the show notes page so that you can check them out and uh, find out which of these services you actually want to use. I think another area that blows up a lot of people's budgets, especially these days, because more and more of us don't like cooking <laughs> or our schedules are so uh, stretched to the maximum that we can't find time to cook. But it's actually costing us a lot of money. We're dining out way too frequently. So uh, replace dining out with more cost-effective dining. And one of the things that we like to do is we cook in batches. We make one gigantic – David will frequently make uh, his world-famous stir-fry or his world-famous – he's different kinds of soup recipes. But he'll make a batch of it, and we can eat that several times throughout that particular week. And then we always – more often than not, we have uh, extra to, to, to save in the refrigerator or freezer – that we can thaw out later on. And very often we'll have three or four different kinds of foods in the freezer that we can just pop out whenever it is that we need. Right. And just think about it in the morning. If you have a container of oatmeal and you throw in the oatmeal and a teaspoon of brown sugar or some honey and some raisins or something like that, that will take you probably about two to three minutes. How long does it take you to go through the drive through at McDonald's to get that I don't know, those Biscuit lines are long. Or, right. So <laughs> if you think that you're saving yourself time uh, by going through the fast food or stopping and getting a bagel, oftentimes you're not. Right. Especially if you get if there's like the unicorn frappuccino. That line lasts <laughs> right. forever. Exactly. But yeah, that's the other thing that we do. We'll, we'll always get our oatmeal in bulk and we'll just scoop that out throughout five different or, or ten different uh, tiny little bowls that we take to work with us. And that takes no time at all. And you can get pound of that stuff for like a dollar right. if you don't get like that the, the name brand stuff if you don't get the prepackaged stuff you can get that for cheap and oatmeal is one super healthy for you and two it's very filling so once you eat it you're not going to regret not having that cinnamon biscuit syrup bagel <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're also going to link to in our show notes uh, one of our favorite posts that we did it's about how to uh, cook at home while not being at home. Five different recipes that actually cook themselves, so check that out. Next on our list is only buy with a discount or coupon. This is something that we implemented pretty stringently when we were paying off our debt. We don't do it so much now. Uh, we kind of use coupons or buy on the discount when it's convenient for us, but we're also um, not in, in a dire situation. But we did exercise this pretty, pretty restrictively when we were uh, trying to pay off our debt. So only buy with a discount or we have coupons. So David um, has a, an <laughs> anecdote to share. Well, I, I think first of all, a lot of us have this impression that the word coupon is as about as scary as the word vagina is to most gay men. <laughs> but uh, the reality is, is that using a discount a special offer or a coupon uh, is not as frowned upon as many of us would think. I was in a Facebook group which is filled predominantly with gay men, uh, roughly 40,000 of them, and I asked the, just asked the question, how would you feel if the person you went on a first date with were to have pulled out a coupon or a Groupon or something like that? when they were paying for the, the, the date. And over 60% of people had either a, 
uh, an I don't care or a positive attitude towards that. They, I was qu- actually quite surprised at how many people said, I actually think that that person is pretty smart because they're actually trying to save some money as well as give me the impression that they're good with their money. So just because you're with somebody or you're out on your own, don't fear the coupon. It's yeah. not <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think it's interesting too. Lots of very famous wealthy people still talk about how they look for deals. Yeah, I saw an interview once where Oprah said she still looks for deals. And obviously she doesn't need to look for deals. Uh, Madonna was on Larry King a decade and a half ago. And she told him that, you know, she... Obviously, she's rich and can afford what she wants, but she doesn't just pay more because she can afford to pay more. She wants to pay what she thinks is fair or what the best prices she can get. I think it's. I think we oftentimes think that when I reach a certain level, I just don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And you probably don't. But I think rich people get rich because they're smart. And if you if you're going to save twenty bucks with a Groupon, do it. Uh, and the other thing that uh, example we wanted to share is. Um, we are. We'd love to have fuzzy water, as we call it. Like, <laughs> originally, it was San Pellegrino, and then we started. We migrated to Whole Foods. They had those those six packs of, of, of carbonated water. And after a while, we realized one, we're wasting a ton of money on that. Two, uh, it's not good for the environment. So David, one year for Christmas, got us. And this is one of our most popular posts on our website ever. It's really weird. It's called "From San Pellegrino to Soda Stream." One Christmas, David got us a Soda Stream, and we have. That's like three or four years ago now, and we still have it. And it costs us. What is it? We, we use the. We go to Best Buy. We have the twenty percent discount. Bed, use, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, be, yeah, different store. We go to Bed Bath and Beyond. We use their their twenty percent discount. We usually get two cartridges at a time, where you're actually exchanging them. Um, so they, they will actually dispose of them or reuse them for you, so you don't have to worry about throwing them away yourself. But then we usually get two cartridges for about twenty two, twenty three dollars. Yeah, it's about that, 24. And they last us about a month and a half? Month and a half to two months, depending on, on frequency. But yeah. Yeah, so, 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 you know, we're paying about $12 a month or so, whereas before, two bottles of San Pellegrino was, <laughs> was $25. And they'd be gone in a day. <laughs> exactly. Less than a day. Exactly. Um, so, that, you know, that's just another example of how if you think creatively and you, and you look for ways to still have a good quality of life. We still have our carbonated water with our limes and our lemons, and David sometimes makes his own homemade uh, 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 ginger ale. And lemonade. And lemonade. Yeah, we mix that up a lot with a couple of different things. Limonada. It's, it's lemonada. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you think creative, you can still have that good quality of life. You're not sacrificing anything. You're just thinking more strategically about what it is, um, how to get what you want for, for less or for better. Next, we are going to talk about um, oh the sins, the sins of the world. What are this? What are the sins that you're committing that are uh, costing you lots and lots of money? Um, well, not only will these things benefit your health, but they'll also benefit uh, your wallet, such as <laughs> drinking too much, um, smoking. Uh, what other vices do gay men have that? Probably um, a little bit on the heavier side, drugs and alcohol. Right. Uh, you know, we, have, we our community, uh, the CDC has a report that says gay men in particular have a higher propensity for drug abuse and alcohol abuse. And the amount of money that we're spending doing that uh, is, is detrimental to our finances. So uh, if we can cut down or cut out those vices, that could save us uh, an exorbitant amount of money. I, I, we know from personal example, when we did our spending analysis uh, way back 12, 13 years ago for the first time, and we itemized all of our expenses for the previous year, we were astonished with how much money we were we could actually account for in terms of drinking. That doesn't include the cash that we spent at the bars drinking right. or drinks that people spent on us. Um, that was just what we could actually uh, account for it blew our minds how much money we were spending right yeah and just to hear some information from the uh, CDC as well the percentage of LGBT adolescents who smoke and that's when it's it, it gets started uh, 47% of females and 37% of males uh, 
who are part of uh, the LGBT group report being smokers compared to 29% of the rest of the population. So wow. ju just, yeah, right. So the, in those cases, it's, uh, it's 50 to a hundred percent more that we're out there smoking. And like you said, John, I mean, that, that for many people, this is a 20 or $30 a week habit. And you think yeah, that you don't have the money, you can't make the money uh, to pay off or cut back to pay off debt. Well, here's one way. And eventually this is going to benefit your health, right. the, the, the cost that you're going to spend on healthcare. Yeah, exactly. Future. Yeah. By, by cutting out those vices, yeah, you'll, you'll get healthier and that'll uh, save money in, in healthcare, which we don't know whether or not we're going to actually have that in the United States of America. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> but one of the things that we uh, came up with and that we use when we're having you know, cravings for certain things that we know we shouldn't have for our health or uh, for our budget is uh, one of the things that we exercise a lot is meditation. And you don't actually have to go and sit somewhere in a quiet place in a dark room and sit in a lotus position. Sometimes it's just staying where you are, close your eyes for a few minutes and meditate and focus on, uh, you know, just try to push those bad thoughts away from you. Right. And if you ever have the urge or if you are trying to quit smoking, there's a really good video online uh, from a woman named Mel Robbins, and she talks about the five-second rule and how, how in just five seconds, you can change your, your mind's process of thinking about something. So I'd encourage you also to take a look at that. Yeah, that five-second rule is not the same one about dropping food on the floor. <laughs> it's, 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 it's more um, uh, a mental mental thought process that, that, that you can quickly change your thought process. Because as, as anybody who's addicted to drugs and alcohol knows, your, your, your brain is... You, your brain is hardwired to seek that gratification, and sometimes it's hard to make that gratif the, the desire for that gratification go away. Mm -hmm. So her exercise is um, is what is a tool to help change the hardwiring in your brain so that you don't gravitate towards those vices. Um, next on our list is credit cards. Right. So oftentimes we get sucked into this lifestyle of using our credit cards simply because we don't have enough cash. And so uh, one of the best ways to cut your expenses when it comes to your credit cards is to transfer your credit cards to a company that is offering you a zero balance transfer and 0% for a specific amount of time. One of the ones that I found recently, the Chase Slate card, is offering 15 months of 0% interest and then on top of that, they're offering a zero cost transfer. So it doesn't they don't charge you to do the transfer. Most companies right now are charging credit card companies are charging between three and five percent to transfer the balance from one card to another. This card is doing it for free as long as you do it within the first ninety days of opening the the account. So it's an it's, it would be a a great way for you to be able to chip away at your debt. You know, just think of you ha if you have a uh, a $3,000 balance and you're being charged 20% per year on that, that's $600 that you're going to add to your balance by simply doing nothing. Uh, so instead of paying that $600 to the credit card company, pay that $600 to the credit card company to reduce your balance. So we would encourage you to, to, to start doing that. Yeah, that strategy, we call it the debt lasso method. Uh, we've we talked about it recently, uh, if you go to policygenius.com, um, and we talk about it recent, uh, uh, frequently when we do our public speaking. That was one of the critical tools that we implemented uh, in terms of to help us pay off for $51,000 so quickly, uh, was trying to avoid paying such high interest rates on credit cards and putting whatever money we saved uh, towards paying down our debt rather than giving it to the credit card companies. So that's something um, to consider. One thing I would encourage to, to think about with that, though, is that you make sure you set up several calendar reminders so that the month or two preceding the end of that free offer that you're getting yourself lined up to transfer it to another card so that you don't then all of a sudden start getting charged that 20 25% annually. Right. And the other thing to keep in mind is uh, one of the contingencies of those types of offers is often that you have to make sure you make one time and complete payments because uh, the second that you do, your interest rate will go back to normal. And sometimes if, if you did something negative, it could go even higher than what the standard rate would be. Mm -hmm. Another one of our favorites to help save money when you think that you can't save money is updating your W-4. 
this is a little scary for some people because I think most people prefer to get a paycheck from the government after they file their taxes. But when you think about the idea that you're giving the government a free loan for almost an entire year, mm -hmm. that's painful. Right. Yeah. So just making a small modification so that you are adjusting that down. And one of the things that I have heard is that some people will adjust their W-4, but not adjust, I'm sorry, their, their W-4 for federal, but not adjust it for state or vice versa, so that they're making, allowing just a little bit more money to come in, but the other one is still a little bit of a buffer. Right. So you can update your W-4 for either at the state or the federal level, or both, whatever you decide to do. Uh, but what, basically what you're going to do is you're going to uh, increase your number of allowances so that um, the idea, the goal is, is to have uh, not owe the government any money and have them not owe you any money. Right. Um, it, that's a little bit more comfortable to do when you have an emergency savings account just in case you do owe the government money. Um, so if you need to have a buffer in there, do so. But just know that up, updating your W-4 through your employer might actually... Um, help you find some money that you you might frequently forget about yeah. another you know similar in that same vein another way to save money or to find money that you might not have thought about is to increase your auto insurance deductible again this is a little bit easier if you have an additional you know four hundred five hundred dollars or more in an emergency savings account in case you do get into an accident so that you can meet that deductible but if you want to increase that even more you can go as high as I think a thousand right right yeah, so increasing it from 250 to 500 or 500 to 1,000. Uh, of course, call your, uh, your insurance provider and ask them what would the savings be and determine if that savings would be beneficial enough for you to do that. You know, if you're saving an extra $25, $30 a month, well, that right there is 250 to $350 a year that can be put either to your debt or to put into an emergency savings account so that you are... Uh, protecting yourself. You're basically self-insuring. Right. So if you, if you exercise that strategy and you are able to save 30 to $40 a month on your cell phone bill, there's what $600 in savings a year right. just from those two tricks alone Right. that some people might not have thought about. Another thing that I think a lot of us forget about, especially uh, those of us who invest but aren't in the world of finance, are all the hidden fees that, that are in, involved with investing. And um, that this might not give you free money from month to month to help with your your investments or to help with your, managing your finances, but it can actually help you save money in the long run, especially if you have mutual funds in 401ks or Roth uh, or IRAs. Uh, the annual operating expense of some of those mutual funds are, is exorbitant. Right. So if you can find alternative mutual funds that perform just as well at a lower rate, then that can save you money in the long run. That, that, that gives you more money that can go back into your investments, compound more aggressively, and give you more money when it's time to retire. Right. And, and one of the companies that we work with, Personal Capital, uh, they have a, an, a portion of their, or part of their app and their process is to look at your investments and determine if there are fees that you're being charged that are either too high or egregious, and there's a way to remove them by moving to a different uh, fund or a different investment. And it really kind of can help you save that extra uh, maybe 20, 30 basis points or quarter of a percent, half a percent of, uh, to add to your investment each year. And as your investments continue to grow, that continues to add and become bigger and bigger. Right. And then along those lines, if you are investing, uh, especially in equities and, and exchange traded funds, and you're going through a broker, Look at. Make sure you're very you're aware of what they're charging you in terms of commission. Um, that uh, the the competition for commissions right now is so aggressive that there's no need to be paying double digits for the most part for commissions. Right. Uh, there are. We just talked with a very large bank last week who has single dollar, uh, not single dollar, but um, yeah less than $10 commissions. Right. And if they're able to do it, then then any other financial services firm should be able to do it. So if you're paying high commissions, um, look for alternatives because that's no longer necessary right now, especially with the advancements that a lot of these even smaller companies have made in terms of their trading platform and uh, as well as online, as well as their account platforms online as well. Uh, the next thing to think about, you know, there are a quarter of a million millennials who are currently living with mom and dad. <laughs> and I can't imagine that that's too awesome. <laughs> but the opportunity for you is if you 
are renting or if you're on your own, um, even if you have a spouse or, you know, if you've got the space, you could rent out a portion of your home to somebody who would rather not live with mom and dad. Right. The, the whole idea here is that your expenses, look at, look at how you can maybe spread your expenses over uh, to some, a portion of it to someone else. Start being a part of the sharing economy. Right. And, and it may be that, again, we're asking you to think outside your typical box, but maybe moving from an apart, a one-bedroom apartment where you're by yourself to a two-bedroom apartment where you're splitting it with someone else can save you $100, $200, $300 a month. Imagine what that amount of money would do to not only paying off your debt, but to allow you to put it towards uh, something beneficial. Right, so that's almost that's like seventeen thousand dollars right there. If you implement the phone plan, the, the <laughs> cable plan, or <laughs> right, but you know, if you have a spare room in your house uh, or your your spare room in your condo or apartment, that you could, you might, you might have already, you might be using that space. But are you actually really using that space? Are you in that space regularly, or is it just storing a bunch of stuff that you don't use a whole lot? You can rent that out to somebody, and that can reduce what your month to month expenses are. Gabe and I actually implemented this ourselves. Uh, several years ago, there was a colleague of ours from the company that we worked at. He had to be in Denver two months, two weeks out of the month, and had to be in Portland the other two weeks out of the month. It didn't make for a while, for the longest time, he was renting a place. He had a uh, his home in Portland, and he was renting an apartment here. Well, we said, why don't you come move in with us? There's two weeks that you have to be here each month. That'll cut your expenses in half, and that'll give us a little bit extra cash to put towards the things that we want to invest into. And it you know, worked out great. We did that for I think almost well eight months or nine months. Yeah, and it was fine. Um, you know, you might be able to find a situation like that, or you know, find somebody who can live with you full term, full time, and then you can make more money off of that. But there's also lots of other ways, such as uh, Airbnb. If you're a gay man, Mr. B&B is another one where you know that you would most likely be. Uh, bringing in other LGBT men, so might provide a little bit, a little bit of a sense of security. There's also um, for gay people. Uh, there's also eBab. E is an Eric. B is in boy. A B is in boy. Dot com. It was one of the first sharing websites out there for gay people, predominantly because uh, of the risk that gay people had in terms of traveling back in the day. Uh, it's not so much focused on that, but it is another uh, option for LGBT people. Right. Then there are other similar, not necessarily LGBT focused, but there are similar companies such as Tripping.com and Couchsurfing.com where you can rent out a, a space of yours, uh, whether it's a couch or a room for somebody who's traveling or visiting in your city or your town for a period of time. And again, like David said, you have to think outside your comfort zone. It might mean that you know you have to stay home one weekend because you're hosting somebody. Obviously, you're not the tour guide, but... Um, you may not feel comfortable leaving somebody in your home for by themselves for an extended period of time, um, and you might want to be there with them, or you might be comfortable not being there with them. It's up right. to you, but it's an alternative to, to consider. Right. Now we're going to get to one that uh, that is again pushing the boundaries here, but it may be important for you to think about this: Is it time to downsize? Downsize your home or downsize your life? And uh, we have we have some personal friends of ours that we've met through the, the the personal finance community. That's exactly what they did. They went from a house. They, so their first step was they went from a house of over twenty five hundred square square feet down to a house of just over five hundred square feet. Uh, and when they did that, you know, they they are technically not living in a uh, a tiny house, but when they did that, it allowed them to free up the money so that they were able to completely pay off their mortgage. They paid off $209,000 in debt over, uh, I think it was a 26-month period. I can't remember exactly. We'll have to link to this story. But now they own the small home that they have. They no longer have the 2,500-square-foot house. They no longer have the two big cars that they had. They own every single thing that they have. They don't pay debt. They're not paying any anybody else to own the things that they have. Yeah. Imagine uh, if you didn't owe anybody or anything any money. Right. I mean, we, we're still paying our mortgage. And if we didn't have to pay that every month, just think of, jeez. Right. 
it'd be crazy. So in, for your example, if, if you could you know, achieve that goal, that might actually help you um, pay off your debt more quickly or uh, you know, achieve whatever your other financial goals are. We also have a close family member who uh, they downsized. They went from a three-bedroom, three-bathroom house, several, a couple thousand square feet, down to just over a thousand square feet uh, with two bedrooms, you know, two bedrooms and, and one bathroom. Right, uh, and they thought that they couldn't do it, but you know, it ultimately came down to what is most important to us: is it having this fabulous house and, and trying to live up to everybody else's expectations, or do we want to achieve our financial goals? And their goal was trying to; they want to retire um, in their fifties, not wait until their sixties. Right. So that that's helping them achieve their goals. So they realized what was most important to them. Um, in line with you know buying a house and where you want to live, that uh, we often talk about. Especially for LGBT people, it seems like we often gravitate towards the bigger cities, San Francisco, Chicago, L.A., New York, uh, because back in the 60s and 70s, there was safety in numbers. Uh, we don't have necessarily the same risk that we have today. And there are some second tier cities uh, that are have just as much of a great lifestyle to offer that are just as safe but don't cost as, as much. We just spent uh, a week in Ohio and we were just amazed at how what all the stuff that's going on in Akron and Cleveland I mean I never would have thought that there was so much opportunity there but there's an immense amount of opportunity there there's a lot of infrastructure improvement going on a lot of bars and restaurants and, and it considers itself they both consider themselves foodie cities so if you're looking for a great quality of life that's not expensive those are places to consider I know we have we have friends in Pittsburgh who have a great Great life, uh, low cost life. Right. Uh, there, are, you know, Utah is a great state for LGBT people. It has the highest. What is that higher highest per but capita? I wouldn't say the state of Utah is, but the city of Salt Lake oh, city, has yeah. the highest per capita number of uh, of LGBT, LGBT individuals in a, in one of the major cities. So, I think I one of thought. the other one of the things to think about here is that if you work for a company, look at what other locations they have you know we used to work for an employer that was based in san francisco and they were looking to move people out of san francisco to some of their other locations so think about those opportunities of when you could maybe leave and downsize your life and actually have it be a real benefit for you so you leave one city transfer to another with the same job oftentimes with the same pay and you're moving to a city where the cost of living is a lot lower that frees up a lot of extra money in your regular pay right. that you can use. And that's part of the reason why Denver is exploding is because so many people are moving here from, from places like California and Texas. But we're full. Don't come here. Right. Yes, we definitely are full. Don't come. <laughs> yeah, our, our taxes are going up. Right. But that was part of the reason why so many mo people moved is because they realized that they could downsize their life and the costs of their life but live to a, move to a city that was in many ways comparable in what they were getting out of life. Yeah, still good quality. Uh, the other, you know, in line with that, if you can, you know, take advantage of the public transportation that your city offers. Um, I am personally, I'm quite new to this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't, when I was younger, I didn't really have the opportunity to take much uh, public transportation. And um, so as an adult, I, I never really, it was never really a part of what I did. But recently, I take the bus now from the gym in the morning back home. And it's quite nice, actually. So it's, it's saving us, saves time and money. And you get you know, an opportunity to read or to catch up on some emails while somebody else is driving you to and from work or whatever your destination is. So that's a, a great way to, to get back and forth. If you want to um, sell one of your cars or sell, you know, all your, you know, be completely carless, uh, reduce your auto insurance, all that can save you money that you can put towards other, other financial goals. Right. And I'll just add to that, um, to think about your overall transportation costs. Uh, a lot of employers today are allowing individuals to work from home. So right. if you're able to work from home, and consider maybe doing this one or two days a week and think about the fact that you can reduce your reduce a portion of your transportation costs by uh, 20 or 40% by just taking those one or two days at home. Right. And if, if your employer doesn't offer that, I, I think there might be a, a good percentage of employers who, if you go to them and say, hey, I'm looking to reduce my expenses. I know we have remote access. Is it possible for me to, to work from home? 
one day a week or one day a month or whatever it is you can you can get your employer to, to buy into to help reduce costs. It, to me, it doesn't seem like it's, it's that far-fetched of a, of a request. And um, it probably won't let you, laugh you out of the office. Right. <laughs> and then um, gay people love to travel. Right. And at our own expense. <laughs> right. And we have a uh, we have a couple of articles on our site that we'll link to around this whole idea of con cost conscious or money conscious traveling. Uh, not only um, places to go, but also ways to save money. Oftentimes there are pieces of our budget that we're not willing to to budge on. And that may be the case with the individual that we spoke of at the very beginning, that he's not willing to budge on that aspect of his life, that he won't give up the travel. So is there a way to reduce the costs and still be able to, John and I call this NSE, not so expensive, finding ways to still be able to do the things that you love, but just do them for a little bit less. Right. And to me, especially with travel, it's really about investing the time to to keep the expenses down rather than just taking what's the first available option is to fly to as a hotel to not researching how you're going uh, how you're going to get around when you get to your location um, and it's also not necessarily looking into alternative places to travel um, that everybody's not going to right I mean everybody wants to go to Spain um, it, but are there alternatives other than Barcelona to go to that might be a little bit cheaper and still provide the same experience. Uh, or are there other countries that you can go to or, or cities within the US, US itself? Um, so right there are at least 17 ways <laughs> to reduce your expenses. You might actually have gotten more because we started to ramble. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's some ideas that you might not be thinking of that if you can implement one or a couple of those, you can save some money and put that Money that you that you that you save from those expenses towards your debt or towards whatever other financial goals you might have, um, and and really it's just about being a little bit conscious about how you spend and live your life. Right. And if you have any suggestions or ideas, uh, we encourage you to get over to our Queer Money group on Facebook. It's a closed group, so we do ask that you uh, request to be a part of the group. Uh, but we definitely will let you in and share with us some of the things that you're doing to reduce your expenses, some unique things that you've tried uh, either to reduce your expenses or maybe to make a little bit extra money so that you're able to, to cut back the, the costs and uh, get ahead financially. We really appreciate uh, your being a part of this show. and Until next time, stay queer. Yep, exactly. Have a good one. If you're struggling with debt, we hope the ideas that we provided in this show will help you squeeze just a little bit more out of your budget so that you can once and for all kick the debt habit and start winning financially. Remember to join our Facebook Queer Money group and share your unique and funny ways that you save. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Okay. We just serviced you, now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle Newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Would help me if I had a personal chef made all all my healthy meals for me. Right. So instead I'll have a Snickers tonight for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) The other end, I like the butts, so. (laughs) 